Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are reviewing a uh, crushing uh, round nine with injuries galore. Going through the bogs and flogs, naming our trade targets and answering all of your questions. Let's go Celtics! I need it! I need it! Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined, as always, by Luke Rojo, coach of the Mighty Oxlongs. How are you, mate? I hope that fucking let's go thing's not getting another run. That was rubbish. What the hell let's is going go on? Let's go, Celtics! Let's go! Hey, mate, I am the clinging. The absolute fucking walkover, mate. I am clinging onto any... Happiness, <laughs> any any uh, shred of joy that I can find in the sports world right now. Speaking of which, mate, I couldn't find any tissues, so I bought you some shit tickets oh, in case you start crying thanks, during mate. the I podcast. I might need that mate. when we get to our a certain game later on. But yeah. like I said, I'm I'm clinging on to any happiness, and with my boy. Jason Tatum going for 51 today, and the Celtics winning Game Seven, moving on to the conference finals, mate. It's got me up and about, Luke. Yeah, good. I'm glad you had something to get you up and about because you were very um, limp, let's say, <laughs> yes, on Saturday. We'll yes. get we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, but yeah, as most of you guys will know, uh, Mitch was not a happy boy. Yeah, look after after Saturday, which by the way, we had a great time. Shout out to the traders and uh, everyone who was uh, there at the pineapple before the the Brisbane Lions uh, well, the, Essendon game. And the I was going to talk about it later, but the traders were the only thing I think that stopped you from openly oh. weeping. Mate, at I, the Pineapple if, Hotel. if I was it in public <laughs> and I didn't, you know, have other people there and, and, you know, I was distracted, you know, we were talking to people, I actually didn't watch all that much footy while we were there, but um, if that wasn't the case, I would have been punching couches, <laughs> throwing things around the living room, it would have been, it would have been a disaster. So, look, if it had to happen, that was not the worst time for it to happen yep. in the environment that I was in. But uh, <laughs> but shout out to the traders for uh, for a good event that happened on uh, on the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah it's good to finally meet those legends in person. Absolutely, and they um, they say don't meet your heroes, but I think fuck that. Those blokes were yeah. fantastic. Oh, they're hey? epic. Yeah, very Excellent. just just as you see them when you when you're watching their show, very approachable and friendly guys. So much appreciated. Thanks for um thanks for having us there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's maybe get stuck right into it. I've got to change me. Uh, me sounds over to this one right here and the winner of the norm smith medal you're an embarrassment to what you do mate you're an embarrassment speaking of joy though i mean outside of obviously i've kind of forgotten this game because it was pre-disaster in in the round but the bloody hot take mate 
Well, yeah, I was I was going to save it for my spicy take segment later, oh, but okay. mate, the the tikes got the up, tikes. and Be- uh, I should have queued up a bloody replay just really to gloat and rub it in. But <laughs> well, I'm, you retweeted it. I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> so you've already done. <laughs> so that. I've done enough gloating, uh, but you know, Double met, dip. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was the spicy take on Friday afternoon, and it came true. So that was Richmond actually looked like Richmond for the yeah. first time in a long time. Mate. So uh, and uh, leading the charge fantasy wise yeah, was our, our, our first bog was Timmy T. He's uh, is he the only bloke on the time run still? No, no Clay Oliver is still there, still there. So they're two going strong, and I I have it, to. Eh? Want to double check? Like, the, what's? Well, I wonder what the longest ton run is to open the season out because I had to think we're getting pretty close to that. You'd have to. What um, are we nine rounds in even, now? Not even one score below a hundred. Uh, not even like a ninety-nine or anything like that. Yeah. And both these boys still going strong. That's fucked up, hey. Yeah, it's it is actually pretty crazy. So, like in a good way. Of yeah. Course. Obviously, he made the big boys, but he was low down on the big boys. So he should have been. Well, yeah. I think of all the big boys, he might have even been the highest scorer. He might have been actually, yeah. So. Um, which was a lower scoring captain's round, but yeah, if you VC'd him, you'd be very happy. We didn't expect Richmond to play like that. So the flog I've got here, there wasn't too much floggery. So yeah, I can't fucking of- explain this. This bloke <laughs> went well. Jaden Short is the flog. How? Pick your position, mate, and <laughs> stick with it so I know what to expect from you moving forward and what are we going to get from you? Because <laughs> the guy's playing half-back, he's playing on the wing, he's playing centre bounces. Like, what What are we doing with J.D. Short? And maybe this is a dimmer thing, but he was back in the mids again, 13 CBAs um, again this week. And um, look, on the surface, you think he's going to be getting DPP. Yeah. But if he keeps playing in the midfield and at a high rate there's actually a chance that he doesn't get that like we assumed he had locked it in. And even if he does, and he's playing in the midfield by the time it comes around, like, do we want him in our teams? Like, we've seen what he does as a midfielder. Um, it's, I, I, yeah, it's yeah. just... It's it's wrapping my brain, so... Jaden Short, just stay in the back line so we can pick you with confidence. But <laughs> Got I don't... that floggery for yeah. not picking a position. Yep. All right, move on to the next one. Yep. Uh, West Coast versus Suns. Who's our best on ground? Oh, the bog. For people who um, either held or were forced to hold um, Jimby, the blokes come out and laid 16 tackles. <laughs> Kissed. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think he's come out for like a 95 or something. And there, there were some people that unfortunately had it on the bench and then oh, were no. like try to loop it and whatnot. But if you did have him and you did have it on field, then good on you. Uh, Jimby, you're the bog for yeah, that game. Yeah, he would have kick-started a little bit more cash generation as well. Going up another 28Ks. Ticked over the 500K mark and his breaking is back down at 36 again. Who's your flog, mate? Flog for this one. Uh, again, not too much floggery happening, but Noah Anderson disappointed um, owners who were potentially expecting a big score against uh, West Coast. There was the flag with um, Jinby, who obviously... Fucking tackled him a lot of times, so <laughs> perhaps he did. Uh, he did limit his scoring, but eighty six um, owners were expecting more than that. A lot of people might have VC'd him. He was high on the the big boys as well. Um, I actually, for the first time this season, I've taken the C off Taranto in my draft team, and I put it on Noah Anderson, and uh, that's you know come Fraught back to danger, bite mate. me uh, immediately. Danger. So Noah Anderson just. Um, Look, you flogged him. He probably was just turning over in second gear, but no, we don't want that. We want we want absolute beast mode the whole game. Yeah, correct. Now, the Sydney Frio game was obviously a tough watch after Mills went down, but Mitch told you that Errol would average 160 in the preseason, and he's come out and he's going that way. Bang, so, bang. Well Twice done. in a row. Well done, Mitch. Big on the Errol call preseason. Yep. And oh, he's he's, 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 well. a, he's a, a ball boy, you know... Yeah, he's our boy. We can he's, all we can all share. Okay, him. thank you. Appreciate yeah, he's, that. He's not just mine. Uh, <laughs> we can all share in Errol. But yeah, one sixty one against the Pies, tough team. One one fifty 
against Frio. Yeah, Another anytime you go back team, to back one fifties, so. you're um you're a serious player. I think I think it was he's the youngest player to do so in AFL fantasy history. I think I saw a stat on the weekend, which was pretty crazy. The flog for me here is AFL fantasy. AFL fantasy is a flog of a game because <laughs> what are we doing? We we do all this work. We lots of hours. We go through the stats. We can do all the work. In the world, we trade in Callum Mills, who's an underpriced guy. He's getting the CBAs, the roles there, and it can just all be undone three minutes into the game and uh, yeah. done a calf. And look, not only is it the fact that you probably missed out on about 100 points from the guy you expect to go 100, his price plummets. You now have to spend a trade this week that you were hoping not to spend on trading him back out. You then have to... Like spend more to get up to the guy, and it's just the 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 sliding doors moments, and it's ironic because I put sliding doors as the the tag on the last video. But I might need those tissues, mate. You get it? I'm, I'm welling up just, over here. It's fucked up. Why do we play this game, Luke? It's like <laughs> it's crushing. It's absolutely crushing, and uh, I feel well. Obviously, I feel sorry for myself, but I feel sorry for everyone else who traded him in because I stand by the fact that it was a it was a smart trade. Yeah, um, I, I think all the signs were there. Even Selby came out and I think when most. he says something like that, you, you go, okay, it makes me feel a little bit better because he <laughs> thought it was a good move. Um, but what can you do? You know, it's yeah. um, There's obviously a lot of luck sometimes going into these sort of things. It's definitely, it's part and parcel of it, but yeah, it, it really does suck. North Melbourne Port yes. was our next game and uh, for the second week in a row, um, Zachary Butters. Zachary Butters. Just getting it done. We yeah, said this last one, week, but he's, that role was looking good and um, and he's backed it up with a couple of big scores. So um, he's, yeah, he's a guy that we've been on for a few weeks now and he's just starting to reward us. So good on you, Zach. And his teammate gets the flog of the uh, week. Oh, uh, no. Connor Rosie going sub 80 for the first, oh, sorry, second time this season, but this time against, again, an easy opponent in North Melbourne. Um, Come on, man. Where was where was all these goals and stuff you were kicking against uh, West Coast? Another yeah. easy matchup. Again, on the big boys, letting letting the segment down. Um, so <laughs> he was a little just, boy. Just disappointing for for Connor Rosie there. So he gets the flog. Hawks demons. Clary just keeps doing it, doesn't it? It's like enough said, isn't it? Yeah, fucking Clary. Um, mm. We're all gonna have to get on at some point. It's been painful trying to pick the spot where he gets down. He's finally below a million dollars though. Um, for us non-owners, but yeah. he's nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand. <laughs> he's just ticked over by one k, so he's he's been amazing. Uh, flog for this one again. Not too much floggery going on, but um, Will Day was underwhelming, scoring uh, I think seventy, yeah, seventy-seven on the weekend. So lost a bit of uh, cash as well. And uh, you know, when we traded him back in, a lot of us we we wanted him to be top six. Um, defender, which he obviously still could be, but yeah. we want those scores around that 100, not these 70s. The role still looks good. He's getting a yeah. lot of the pills, so it's just one of those ones where maybe he's just had a couple of down weeks. Yeah. yeah. Now, this guy, I've, I've given the bog for people who held him. Setterfield went mid-90s, and good on him. But the, another illustration of why this game's fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had a lot of things you know go my way as well this season, but last week, Setterfield's role looks shit. Yep. Mills looks like he's bottomed out. You go. You've gone early on the set of field. Gone early on the set of field, and I've been validated by like a fifty or some shit like that. Yep. And then Mills looks all, all good, and gets then 110. gets one hundred and ten. And now this week they come out. Parrish's calf's fuck. Set of field back in the midfield. He almost goes a hundred. Mills comes out and gets three and does a calf. Yep. 
It's yeah, like, it's like, yeah. And this is the classic don't judge a trade after one week yeah. kind of scenario. Like, yeah. A week is such a long time. I was in fucking. AFL I was king shit last week. I was like, look at my trades. Oh, look at my Central, trades. You still have Santa Fe. We were. We were. And then the fucking Darcy Parish's week comes. Oh, calves. yes. So, uh-huh. look, it's it's a long time in, in AFL fantasy. One week, uh, let alone, you know, we're only sort of week nine in a 24 week season. So, bro. Lots still to happen, but yeah. No. My, my, I didn't tell you in the end, but my rank only went down. 800 spots. I only went down a few hundred too, so... Which is, you know... Look, which, which almost frustrates me more, because I'm like... Oh, I could have been I could have... I'm, I'm on the right track, and the yeah. trade, had I just got an average score from A 2200 would have sent you up. Yeah, I would have I would have been 2250 <laughs> if I just had Mills, or even if I if, it, if I had emergency, I would have cracked 2200 yeah. and, and moved up in rank, but yeah. anyway, we digress. Flog for this game. I'm going to give it to the coach, Brad Scott. Bad Scott, um, as he's sometimes called, uh, for, for just a little tinkering in that game. Uh, you watched this game as this, well, and, and obviously your trade-in, Zach Merritt, was um, was missing in the CBAs at the, the last quarter. Yeah, this was a hard watch too, because I, I sort of had the option to go Brayshaw or Merritt, and I, I considered Merritt um, and his good run over sort of the next yep. four weeks. Not necessarily the, the um, lines on the weekend, but the, the following three weeks. Yep. And um, there was really nothing stopping Merritt from going big oh. in this game. I think he had 55 to half time and then in the last quarter um, parked up forward. Yeah. yeah. Zero CBAs just playing across half forward and the the thing that's perplexing for me as well is he's their best midfielder. Easily. Their yeah, second best, best midfielder yeah. is out for three weeks Yeah, and your best midfielder CBAs go down. Like they just... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Unless you're an Essendon fan and maybe you have some you know better knowledge than I do that just doesn't seem to me to compute. Surely it's, it's the coach sort of I mean, again, I didn't watch this game. You, you were watching this game. Was the game like at three quarter time, like basically over? It was out of reach. Were I don't they basically I, just conceding. And- I don't think it was out of reach, but it, it was never a game that you felt like, oh, I it might come back yeah. and win this. But it, I still, I just, I don't understand it. But hopefully, the next three uh, weeks with that easy matchup, he'll be back in there and he'll be scoring big for me. Yeah, so that that's only his second score under a hundred so far mm. this round. Um, so and I traded him and in. You for traded it. him in for it. Look. <laughs> I still think that if that's going to be like your lowest score of the season, that's not too bad. So hopefully that's just what it was and um, you can be rewarded next week again. Don't judge a trade after one week. So let's move on to the next game. Carlton versus Western Bulldogs. Bog. Okay, I'm seeing this name here and this has to be a typo. <laughs> I'll put Bevo as the Bog because Bevo? Bailey Smith was finally back in at the CBAs. Okay, now, Bevo shouldn't be rewarded for... Wait, let's yeah. caveat on that. Next week, Bevo could be the flog because <laughs> right. Bailey Smith's just as likely to be straight so out of the CBAs. Bevo gets the best on ground for doing something obvious. Well and, done, uh, Bevo. <laughs> well done. Well done, mate. Congratulations. But oh. Bailey Smith was in second highest in his team, I think only... Oh, maybe third highest, Bonton liver potentially fact yeah. check me there but that's for me if that role that's is maintained noteworthy that makes Bailey Smith a really really great DPP option um, you know the only thing we're both looking at is potentially forward lines that are chockers at the minute but you know I think he could be a good value option if that role sticks but how the fuck do you know if that role sticks that's the problem yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm looking at the, the CBAs here. Jack McRae, 68% time on ground, two CBAs for the entire game. So you're saying best on ground, Bevo. I think the McRae owners might <laughs> disagree yeah, but, with but you. But we, we weren't big on McRae. No, we <laughs> weren't big on McRae. It's, it's validating, about, validating our opinions. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about what we want. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, yeah, so interesting to see how that moves forward. Uh, but obviously, Bevo doing Bevo things. The flog for me, and it pains me to say this. Stale bread. The bread. Flog-ish behaviour, mate. We, I, was getting, bread. I was getting comfortable just, you know, having him in my field, not even 
worrying about it. He'll be good for a 60, 70. Yep. And then he comes out 22, yeah. one of the worst scorers in the game. Still had the same role in the defensive half. Um, just didn't get any of the ball. Yeah, it was pretty poor, especially I think uh, you might have had it as well, but Wilmot sitting there on the bench with a 60. Yep. It always sucks when you, yeah, you bench out scores your guy on field by 40 yeah. plus. And who picks that, right? So. Yeah, no, you, you never would. I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it hurts many of us because we probably all had him on the field, yeah. but it just calls into questions like things that we didn't want to have to yeah. ask at this point. We wanted him to just ride through to the buys and be the last guy that we upgrade, but now he's... Cash is going to be much slower, so yeah, he gets no. a flog for that one. It stinks. Adelaide, St Kilda, we both had to ride this fella in as a captain. And I think as far as having to ride a guy in, into Sunday as a captain, if he pops out of 116, you're happy with that. Like, you're happy, yeah. It's not... We were probably greedy because of what we happened were. to Mills. We were hoping if Dawson goes like a 150, 160 yeah. here, this could be... Could salvage something, yeah. But... The, and the, the fact that like we, we missed the Taranto one twenty nine, we yeah. were hoping let's let's try and get one thirty, like that'd yeah. be it. But one sixteen, it could have been a lot worse. Yes, when you absolutely. have to when you have to actually ride a captain, it's a bit more nerve wracking than is, watching yeah. the VCs. We've we had it? a few VCs, you know, do well for us. So who was your St Kilda uh, yeah. flog here? Um, so the flog here is the St Kilda media team. Just put us out of our misery and tell us that Earl Marshall's playing. <laughs> because there were people panicking like all weekend. Is he playing? Is he not? Do we have any sources? I think, um, shout out to uh, another podcaster out there in the Statesman, Ooh, yeah. traded uh, Rowan Marshall. I, I don't know say, if it's entirely because of that, but no, I'm he, sure... It- he did say it was unrelated to um, to that speculation. It's a more strategic move for him. Yeah. So credit to the Stato. He's gone with something aggressive and I like it. I was keen to see whether it pays off for him. Yeah, well, well week one, I'd, I'd have to say it's a little bit of a uh, down, but again, one I think, week. I think we'll he's looking see. towards the buy, so we'll see how that pans out. But it just, yeah, just, just put us out of our misery. Yeah. Let us know he's playing. Just come <laughs> out and say he's playing. No, that'd be too um, simple. That'd be too but, simple. Yeah, I don't like AFL that, teams, just, that's, yeah, like I said, too simple. Yeah. All right, let's go on to Collingwood versus Giants. Interesting bog you've got here. Yeah, my bog here, Tom Green. Well done, son. You've popped out a really big score, and then you just checked yourself, and you back to an 80, which Mitch 30, and I just... 30 touches? We loved, because like I said, my ranking only dived... You know, by eight hundred overall, but in that in that last game, that I think it one. dived by yeah. like six thousand. I think we were above. We were we were we made rank. Until oh, that well last above. Game. I've, I've yeah, made yeah. like five thousand rank with a Mills three, and then it was just. <laughs> it was Tom Green just I think, rolling down like, the hill. A few Kellys and Cog owners, Cogs owners there as yeah. well. So, mate, thirty touches didn't lay too many tackles, which was nice. So just ticking the legs over. Yeah. And this, uh, this flog you've got here, I couldn't agree more. Tell me why. Yeah, look, I'm a flog. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a flog because I got a bit cute with my downgrades. Um, <laughs> I was I was jumping for joy when the Mac was named Cameron Fleeton. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, for those playing along. Oh. Um, and uh, look, I brought him in, threw him straight onto my ground. It had, yep. it had a bit of hope when Drury got his 25. I couldn't loop that score on. And uh, compared to the guy that I was tossing up before he was named in Sharp from Brisbane, it was about a 40-point difference the there. So, carry on to when uh, you traded him in. You're like, yep, welcome to Richmond. Oh, I just thought he was my saviour. That's good about it, mate. He made you 5K, so well done. Chances are he's going to get dropped and he'll be a red dot on no, my I'm team. Him so way, I'm sorry if I convince you to bring him in. I was very, look, it was very speculative, so I hope... People knew the risk they were taking if they did bring him in, but fingers crossed that he is still there. Uh, that coming doesn't come back in. Coming's going. Coming okay. stays gone. That sums up bogs and flops. And the winner 
of the Norm Smith Medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Pressing my buttons there, mate. I just guessed too. I got it right. <laughs> oh, hey. That would have been risky. Yeah, what okay. other button? What, which other buttons? What do they do? Mate, don't touch them. They're mine. Okay. All right, let's move on to. <laughs> Is it spicy? Oh, no. <laughs> Not quite, mate. We're on to news of the weekend. Are you going to get your little little graphic up there on the There's video? There's no graphic. Oh, we got rid of the graphic. Mate, we keep... Do we, do we get a graphic of Errol Goulden's heat map? Yeah, did we? Did oh, you screenshot that? No, we didn't, but I'll have to tweet that Dead out. Dead said, anyone, an I don't know if it's still the same, but Errol Gulden's heat map looks like a penis. <laughs> there, there's no other way to put it, but... Hey, yeah, want, well, the, um, does it still look like a penis, or do you get a, a few more touches? Um, nope, still oh. looks like a big old dick and balls right there. <laughs> so <laughs> We should have put that up on the screen. Anyway, go check out Errol Gulden's heat check, map. Oh, I'm sure I'll tweet this out, but he... Uh, he yeah. That's that's because he, he dicked the opposition. I was going to say he did the Oxlongs proud on that game. <laughs> he did, mate. He he, uh, he did you proud. That's so, fucking good. Eh? Let's move on to some news of the week, and the okay. news probably starts and ends with a lot of the midfield premium injuries. Oh my days! Um, we've got a list here. So Callum Mills obviously has done his calves. Highly unlikely to play this weekend, according to the coach. Rory Lebb really got subbed out. I think it was at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, he copped a he copped a um a big, big shot. Yeah, yeah, he did. So he came off a little bit sore. I think. Laird's going to play this week. It's, I would imagine. Yeah, it's it was more a matter of like we've got this game under wraps. Let's give our How, star player. Yeah, a, so a a... ribs um, winding. I heard the traders talking about, yeah. but I, I don't think it's a concern for this week. Yeah, so it just sucks for those who might have had the, the captaincy yeah, on him. Yeah, and there as were a well. few. So, um, so hopefully he is good. Steel is maybe a little bit more. I mean, again, I haven't tuned into the news too much today, but he had ice on the knee. I think was where he had ice and. Yep. Um, that seems to me a little bit more um, potentially could be something that lingers on moving forward. Uh, yeah. I think he is someone that we're definitely probably waiting for after the buy if you yeah. don't have him. Uh, obviously, if you have him, you're watching. And if he doesn't come back, if he doesn't get up this week, I think he could be someone you, te- you probably could trade out because of the uncertainty around it. Yeah. But stay tuned for some more news on that one there. Yeah, we'll talk about trading targets in a little bit, but I certainly don't think he would be one with that high break even. You can probably wait. Who else was injured? Uh, LDU, I think, also had done a hamstring and, um, you know, scored all right, had 95 would on the been. weekend. Nice if Mills could have scored 95 before he went off. Yeah, I know, right? It's um, <laughs> sliding doors again, but... Uh, again, someone who I was probably looking at uh, could very well be a storm over here in Brizzy. Uh, someone who I was looking at after the, the Mills injury happened, I'm like, okay, shit, who's cheap right now? And uh, LDU, I knew, was in that mid-700s, had that high break even, and he's getting very cheap at the moment despite how poor he, he has been. Yep. Uh, but there goes that option. He's gone and injured himself now, so yeah. I think you're going to have to wait for him to come back and show you something. You've had a Jacob Hopper to the list. This is this is not a super coach podcast, mate. Mate, just spare a thought for my super coach team. <laughs> you just wanted to segue into talking about your Steel, fucking super coach team. Hopper. Uh, <laughs> I had someone else, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah. Um, oh, who, was, who it? was it? Someone else I had. It, no, it wasn't Mills, was it? No, I didn't trade in Mills. There was someone. <laughs> LDU. LDU, Steel, Hopper, three premium mids, all injured, and uh, I've got no boosts left, so... I no boosts. Your team's fucked. Yeah, I, I am, I'm fucked in that format. Um, <laughs> let's And then the last one here that you've popped in, I haven't seen too much about this, but Petrarca and his foot. What, yeah, have, you, what have you heard? I don't think it's um, something to be concerned about in terms of him missing, but I think it happened right at the end of the game. Uh, okay. Just got, like, got caught up in a, a tackle. Uh, one of those ones where when you look at it, you think, oh, shit, that could be bad. Right. Um, but... 
about bile reports. So far, so good. No, no yeah, news is good news. Bile reports, I think the track is going to be good to go, but stay tuned. Just bloody premium mids getting injured yeah. this so, week. So what this does, and we'll talk about our trading targets later, but like, there's just a lot of guys where you're probably not trading into this week mm. because of knocks and niggles and bruises and things that they've coming off and yeah. you're a bit unsure. So it makes the targets harder to identify in this particular week, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of these guys, it's just a case of let's stay across the news when we get closer to teams and the weekend. But keep an eye on some of those boys. And yep. then the last one, not a premium, but Ollie Hollands was subbed out for Carlton. Um, it says on the um, the app there that he was a sub-injured uh, do a quick little <laughs> they, search. They throw that injury They throw out. it out so quickly. Do a little search. Again, didn't manage to catch this game, but... Uh, Let us do know. a little, little quick search. I couldn't find anything about it, but some people may be suggesting that he's getting a bit tired. He might need a bit of a break. Isn't um, the bloke like a, elite fitness? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he's done well to, to oh, keep has. it up as much as he has so far this season compared to other rooks. So. Carlton fans, let us know. Why was Holland subbed out? Why was Holland subbed? Um on? Yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore because I traded him out to Mills, so... That's good. I'm glad you don't have to worry about that, mate. It's good, actually. Thinking, thinking of all the positives, mate. Thinking of all the positives. You're such a silver lining guy, eh? <laughs> hey? Well so, done. So, yeah, he is someone that maybe is due to be your guy that uh, is an upgrade if you have the luxury to do so. You all right. Full. Can I press... Oh, actually, I don't... Do I need to press the button? Yeah, go on. You're the button man now. Ooh. Nice. Right, go ahead, Brad. Again, about takes. your spicy take. Well, I'm glad you said something, Mitch, because <laughs> last Friday I said that the Tigs had beat the Cats, and I didn't say it with any confidence. No, you didn't. I didn't, but, but now... You're a genius. Oh, I am a genius, Brad. I'm back to being king shit. So the Tigs got up, and that was... It wasn't my only spicy take. I did say that the rat might have jet lag. And, and uh, uh, well, he might have for the well, first half. So I said the rat might go sub fifty, and at quarter time, I was licking my lips. You, you were looking like another another we were, genius. We were yeah. both licking our lips because yeah, and we foolishly we foolishly tuned into that game, and he started playing well. Yeah, the minute yeah. we tuned in, I think he was incentivized, and he yeah. went forty odd in the third quarter. Yeah, he so to show us. So. He did well for owners. So good on your rat. Um, um, my spicy take did not. I won't. I won't give myself this one. Um, although he did have the midfield roll back again, but Setterfield to hit his break even was my space to take. He did not quite get there. About thirty points off. So uh, maybe if he turned up, I would have given it myself. But I can't stretch it that far. Uh, so, but I think you know break even is now one hundred and three. Hopefully, that's the you know end of his sort of cash drop. Yep. With a couple of good matchups coming up, so hopefully it's back up from here. So we've been going all right with the spicy takes, I reckon. Well, three in a row, mate, well, from at least one of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yours have been flexible, but, you know, <laughs> we'll claim it wherever we can. Absolutely. Have you got those Kung Fu hands ready, mate? All right, I've forgotten. Oh, no. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> I'm actually going to get you a headband one of these days All so right. you can really pull one on, but... Chopping block. Chopping block's a bit interesting this week and kind of from here on out because I feel like we are now starting to get to the point of the season where we're getting close to the buys. We're going into round 10. So we've got round 10, then around 11 before the buys start. So at this point of the season, look, ideally you're doing rookie upgrades. You're getting your worst rookie of the field to the best premium you can afford. But with cash being tight, toit for a lot of teams out there. like a toiger. Um... That might not always be possible, but I think at this point, 
any mid-pricer, any rookie that you have on your field, with the exception of Harry Sheasel. He is no longer a rookie. He is a premium. Um, and potentially Ashcroft, if you held him because of the good score on the weekend, his break-even is now a bit lower. You might want to just con- try to continue to ride that cash. Yeah. But any mid-pricer, I think, is fair game to trade out. Um, even the ones that are doing well, so like uh, Warpole, um, you know, Stocker, who had a big score a couple of weeks ago, he followed up with a, with another uh, Stocker-like score. Any of those guys, I think you trade them out if they're your ticket to get to the premium that you want. Um, what do you, so question to you, because this is my situation, I'm no doubt, you know, other people's as well, but because there's no one that you can go down to in that rookie price bracket with real confidence, I'm finding that to get maybe that guy, that fattened rookie up to the premium that I want, I'm having to trap trade the other fattened rookie on the field and then you end up with a rookie yeah. that you don't want on the field on the field. So you like See, that's what I did this last week. So I obviously did the peddler down to a the Mac and you get and I, I had to put Mac on the field. My rationale and it cost you sixty points. It did. In the end. It did cost me a lot of points. Um my rationale for that and why I was okay with it is well, two reasons. I want to prioritize getting those rookies. Getting the premium. Getting the premium, sorry. Yeah. Pedler, as good as he's been, and he averages a lot better than some of those other rookies, he is still prone to scoring sub-50 scores. Yeah. So if it is your only way to get the premium and the rookie up to the premium, I still think it's worthwhile. And okay. I think week to week you could get stung still, but when you look back, the odds are that you're going to come out ahead. Now, ideally you want to keep good rookies on the, on the field, the other thing is what you can do is you can still play around with your loops. So we do have a double chance. It just so happens last week, the loop that I tried got a 25, yeah. and then he's backed up with another 31. So both the guys that I was trying to do um, on my field sucked. Okay, But I think that if you play the odds, getting the upgrade and then having the chance to loop that final rookie, if it is like a poorer rookie on your field... It's not ideal, but in a season like this, I think it it is a risk that could pay off uh, in terms of just getting that premium when other people are maybe settling for the halfway guys. Yeah. Because they're going to have to trade those guys out again anyway, um, whereas maybe you're a step closer to a completed team. So if, if Callum Mills, for example, the guy I traded in, and again, it sucks, he scored three, but if he goes and scores 100, 110, then, um, Yes, Pedler had a good game, but I still think I'm coming out ahead. Yeah, well, you still um, would have gone up in rank in that particular I still would have gone up in rank, and the I other, think moving forward, I've, I've, I don't have to do another trade to get that premium in. Yeah, the other thing too, I guess, like you said, is is those guys like Pedler, even though they're maybe the guys with better job security and stuff, they can still drop you a 30. And if you right. if you go into that halfway house that you talk about, some of those halfway house guys, they'll, they'll drop you a 60. Like, what did Fiorini have this week? Exactly. 65. So... Yeah. Um, I, I do always feel like if you're making an upgrade, like you want to be certain that the guy you're trading in is like there's like no world where he, apart from injury and doing a calf in three minutes, um, <laughs> that they don't score, like that they score worse than the guy you're trading out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you if you traded a Hollands to a Fiorini, you make one point. You yeah, know what I mean? No like like there's, there is a scenario where they outscore, like yep. the rookie outscores the upgrade, yep. if that makes sense. So... I, I want to feel like those upgrades are genuine, like bankable upgrades yeah. versus ones that you're kind of crossing your fingers and hoping for, if that makes sense. Now, yeah. because it serves our self-interest, what are you thinking with Mills this week? 
so this is the tough thing. I think ideally, when I have an injury in this portion of the season, you trade them down to a cheaper premium. Yeah. And then use the cash from that to get another mid-pricer or someone else up to another premium. You still try to make an upgrade. The issue with Mills is he is now $739,000 and there is no one cheaper than him no. that you're happy with. And it, it was as cheap as it was. Realistically, even if he stayed at 800 k that wasn't a scenario either. No. Yeah. But, you know, it would have but, opened up your options. But someone like, you know, say it comes out this week that Steele is, is uh, injured. Yeah. Um, like he's priced at 888 83k. Yeah. You might be able to do a situation like that where you bring him down to someone a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Use that cash to get someone else up. I still think that, especially with the lack of rookie trading targets, we're not confident about our downgrades. That that's probably the best way to go about it. With Mills as a specific example, I think we've just got to try and get him up to the um, the best target that we can. Still try and look for value. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe use this opportunity because he is 739k. It's not going to take a whole lot of cash, but maybe uses a chance to fix up a poor rookie on your bench. Yep. Kickstart a bit more of that cash generation. You might not get the biggest downgrade or a cash grab, but just try and get to the best value guy that you can would be the way I'm looking at that. But yeah, look, it sucks. This, is, this is the hardest part. Like, yeah, you miss out 100 points, but the fact that now you've got to spend a trade on a guy who's cheap as... Is, um, is probably the more hurtful thing in the long run, in my opinion. So, What about, like, there's a lot of people who obviously don't have mills either. What are your thoughts on if, if people are playing around with their trades and there's just no sort of way that they can get that that rookie up to the premium or even their, you know, their mid-price up to a premium? Are you looking at a double downgrade in any world? or I'm okay with a double downgrade if there are targets to double downgrade too. Okay. The issue with this season is there isn't. <laughs> there is no one. Like, ooh, Double down. downgraded donuts, Double, baby. Yeah, you're not bringing in red dots. The buys are still coming up. You need those green dots. You need those yeah. rookies playing. So, look, I would challenge everyone that, that you'd be able to do some kind of upgrade. Like, yeah. it might not be the most exciting upgrade, <laughs> but you could probably... I think most people would be able to get Bailey, Will Ashcroft to something. Bailey Smith, or, yeah, something or like, like a Warpool if you've got him to something. Or, you know, some of these mid-prices to, to someone. I think that there yeah. is something you can do. Um, so I would still be trying to do that. I'm not a... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was a double downgrading. I've done it before in the past, but I've only done it when there are guys there yep. to be had. And um, I, I just at the moment way, I just it? don't I don't see that uh, right now because even the the guy with the lowest break even in sharp the reason I didn't go him is because his job security is shaky as hell he's got the round twelve buy so yeah. he's only got two games really to make yeah. cash before he's on his buy and yeah so it's it, fucking shit show it's, it's not good it's not looking good and uh, on that very bleak note should we <laughs> should we actually talk trade targets. <laughs> Yeah, so trade targets, all right. There are none. There are none. No, there are some. There are some. So defenders, um, look, I think I think you put this guy at the top here. Um, Let's go. Hayden Young. What's so, he got? Somebody tweeted, Hayden Young is the GOAT. 
Correct. Correct Amundo. He just uh, needs to start eating grass like Matt Rao and his he's just goat status. <laughs> his last three games, three tons in a row. 112, 102, 108. Um, he's been a great pick since the start of the year, Mitch. Oh, mate, he's now it's... averaging 90. Yeah. So he's averaging more than what he was priced at the start. So you pulled that stat last um, last pod where if I don't watch him, he turns up. 110. 110. was. Did I watch him on the weekend? Does that count, what we were doing? We weren't really watching. We were, we were chatting. We were chatting with the traders, so yeah. we kind of weren't watching. So I yeah. think that stat... That stat still holds up. Yeah, it holds up. So I won't be watching this week. If anyone wants to bring in Hayden Young, yeah. I won't watch. Don't you'll, tune in to you'll Freo, get an Luke. easy 110. Yep, guaranteed. Um, so I, 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 do, I do have the confidence now that I've seen it three weeks in a row. It was a tough matchup as well against Sydney, uh, who don't usually give up points to defenders. I think he is a decent trade. I, I think, again, though, the defenders, there's not a huge amount of value in no. a lot of these guys. So whilst I say he's a trade target, it's a speculative one yeah. um, and not a huge amount of value. Sam Doherty is an interesting one. Um, he's not cheap, but he is cheap for what Sam Doherty could do. So 909000 priced at 106 We know the back half of last year he went 115 after the buy. Yep. He is definitely someone to consider because a lot of us have... A lot of us have already got lots of defenders. Yeah. But he is probably someone that we're going to want in our teams at some point. Yeah, that's the feel you get, hey. Yeah. And like you said, you need those guys at some point. So at what point do you get them? And, and right now, if you thought he was value at the start of the year, he's 70K less than yep. what he started the year. So yep. by that logic, if you think he's back and he's he's solid, then... And I always like, if a guy's injured or whatever, and, and he's very lowly owned, like yep. no one has Sam Doherty because yep. they all trade him out after his injury... But he has the ceiling to really get away from teams. If yeah. you have the opportunity and ability to get a player like that in, I think you pull the trigger on that one because he's the kind of guy that can, when everyone else is trying to get him in later and he's shot up in price, yeah. it can be difficult to do so. Yeah. And he's a guy that's guaranteed to be top you know, three or four in his line. So uh, what if I you like could... him as a target. Yeah, okay. Well, I was going to ask you a question, but we'll, we'll leave okay. that one for now. Uh, Whitfield. Whitfield, yeah. So he, um, remind me what he did on the weekend. So he's gone back to back 100s. I think he went like 103 or something and oh, then he went right. 110 the previous week. But the thing with Whitfield is with that. Coming out of the side. Coming's going and the run leading into their round. Yes, you, you have highlighted this. Yes. So he comes yeah. up against St. Kilda this week, which we know was juicy. a juicy matchup for defenders. But then he's also got like North and Richmond or something. Or so North Geelong and... after that, tougher one. But then, yeah, Richmond, North, Frio uh, leading into his round 15 bye. Yeah, um, so there, there's some games where they would suit Whitfield too. Yes, and he does Half have a good average I'm looking at here at, at uh, GMHBA. He's currently priced surprising. like he's like 780 or something. 795. 790, okay. Um, so the, the issue... Price at 93... Some of these guys that I'm looking at and thinking, oh, maybe that's an option this week. You know, it's not obvious. It's not it? obvious, and there's a couple of them that fall into that category. But like me personally, my back line's looking pretty chockers at the minute. Yep. So I'm kind of like justifying to myself, do I go for one of these mids that I'm not really confident in, or do I go for a guy that I, I feel more confident? Like, let's uh, say a Doherty is going to be top six on the defensive line. Knowing that I can swing like a Dawson into the midfield, because Dawson could be going close to being a top eight mid. So, yeah, I see what where, you're you know, like, where do you sit... I in think it's scenario. okay with a player like Doherty, like a guy who can match it with the best mids yeah. when he's at the best of his but game. Maybe not a mid, but but not not, not those guys like Whitfield or those guys that 
clearly are a step behind the premium midfielders. Okay, yeah. So I would only be at, like, if, say, you've already got six defenders that are considered premiums or, or whatever, um, if you're going to that guy that, like we said, can match it with the best mids. Yep. Because the reason we don't want multiple or more than six defenders and fours is because they don't score as well as the mids. Yes, but if you um, think that that's... But if Doherty is yeah. the guy that can do that, then yeah. I think that's where you maybe potentially make an exception if yeah. you can get there. Hopefully, um, people are not getting the rain noise in our mics. I can't imagine they would be. Yeah, we'll see how we go. But, yeah, it's raining pretty Raining up, up here. here in Brizzy. All right, um, into the midfield. So there's a few options that I still uh, do like. Josh Kelly with yep. that Giants run that you just mentioned. Again, yep. coming up against St. Kilda this week and then a couple of good matchups before his buy as well. Priced at 106. I think there's still value there. Zach Merritt, who we mentioned last week, this is the start of his good run. So he's got the three juicy matchups. Um, so I think he is going to be a really good unique. Brad Crouch has come down in price and he is now priced at... Um, where did I have him here? He's now priced at 98. So someone who, again, can go stretches of sort of 110, 115 plus. Um, so there's a bit of a, a value option at 137,000. And Jai Simkin as another cheap option is someone that I also do like as well, especially if LDU misses. I know Simkin hasn't put the numbers up so far this season, but like we said, if he's all you can get to as a bit of an upgrade, from someone a bit cheaper, I do still think that he has, you know, 95 in him. Yep. Um, and he's priced at 83. So there's sort of 10 to 12 points of upside in, in a pick like that. And he's the kind of guy that he's got the round 15 buy as well. So yep. it's a really handy player that he's not quite the premium, but you can run into his round 15 buy and then trade him on his buy to someone who's already had their buy. And you don't feel bad about moving on a player like that, if that makes sense. CBAs were already pretty high. Yep with LDU and the team. So do, there's not going to be a bump in CBAs per se, but do you think that there's just a bump in usage because think, there's yeah. one less midfielder to be looked at? Well, I think I think he's just someone that... He hasn't quite hit his strides yet in the season, but we know he's capable. Like, he's yeah. gone back-to-back 100-plus second-half seasons, a second half of the last two seasons. So yeah. he is capable of it. Um, yeah, I, I think, obviously, in the last game, tough matchup against Port Adelaide as well. North. They do have another tough matchup against the Swans, but I think it does get a little bit easier after that. Jokes, Collingwood the week after. So, um, <laughs> look, the Jokes. run isn't the best. Uh, Essendon, um, You're Giants. Sell- You're really selling this, mate. <laughs> Essendon, Giants, Bulldogs leading into his bye. It's, it could be worse. Look, I just think that if you're looking for someone really cheap and you, you're struggling to get up to those 800, 900k guys, 708,000, you can cheap. downgrade Warple to him, make money, um, and I would, I'd, I'd probably back Simpkins to outscore Warple the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, it is, um, it is that cheaper option. Interesting option. We've got a couple of speculators here. So yes. Laird an interesting one. He's cheap compared to what he started the year at, uh, obviously. It'd be an interesting time to trade him in. His break even, I think, is still be reasonably high. And yep. obviously, you know, he's just had some some talk about him yeah, for the last couple so of weeks, many, which has just like, been just weird. Things because, that keep popping up with him, hey? Yeah, it's real strange, and and it never seems to eventuate to anything. Like yep. he always seems to play, and he always seems to score reasonably well. So he could be a trade in target, but yeah, plus um, at one hundred and eight, he could easily put like if he was fit and healthy in the top of his game, he could put ten points on that. Easy, easy. Um, those question marks are still there, though. So yeah. It is a tough one, but look, with the other options around, like I'd be happy to pull the trigger. Yeah. Do you think Atkins is still an option? 
Rory Atkins? No, I think the, I think the ship has sailed. Yeah, so there. if you're not there, he's, he's over five hundred thousand. I don't like him as an upgrade target. Yep. Like we said before, I want my upgrade to be a, a legit upgrade. So if yep. you're upgrading a rookie to him, he scores seventy five on the weekend. You know, Sharp went out and scored seventy. Headlight scored him. Yeah, um, we've seen Holland score more than that in the past. So I was always viewing him in the last two weeks as a downgrade. Option. Yeah, or like a rookie sideways. Or a sideways yeah. or like a non-playing rookie to yeah. him. Like those were the options where it was okay. Yeah. Um, whereas now at 500k plus, his break-even, it will quickly come up. Um, yeah. So his break-even is 17. So he's still going to make a, a decent amount of money, but that will start to come up quickly. And I yeah. think the cash is no longer worth it at this point. So if, if I've missed uh, him, I'm not going to get him in. If Wardlaw gets named for North Melbourne with all their injuries, he's an expensive rookie. Is he an option that you go to, or does it not feel as good when you have to pay two ninety, two eighty? Look, if it still gets you your guy, I think that that's the kind of player that you would hope has at least a bit of a run in him. Yeah, that North, the LDU's out. Yeah, you know he's he's done his hammy. They're a poor side. They've got to get games into these young kids. He was a high draft pick. Yeah, um, there's some good raps about the kid as well. So. You would expect that he might get a little bit of inside time, if not like on the wing or something like that with a decent enough role. So you would hope that he would be okay. So based on the other options, I think I'd be happy to jump on him Yeah, uh, okay. week one. Uh, but yeah, he will come at a bit of a premium. But yeah, as long as, then, it, as long as it allows you to get your upgrade, I'd be okay with it. So similarly priced now is, is Sharp, who you missed last week. Um, a couple of things you mentioned before. He's obviously now he's increased in value, but he's also got the round twelve buy as well. Does that kind of eliminate him from calculations? Because I think I don't know if it eliminates him. Well, I think what he said he's done the, last week. But, th- <laughs> it's not all about you, mate. We're trying to give advice to other people. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I should have had him over him last week to, to give advice, but I think I really he's don't know. Um, the most traded in player currently this week. Which fair enough. He's negative seven. If he's named this week, he will make some money. And yeah. I think at this point, it's almost like. You just got to try to take that, you know what I mean? And yeah. he's looked good. Like I actually, I watched the week before, and he he looked good, looked hungry looked for the ball. He looked sharp, very well done. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think the, the the concern I have is that Daniel Rich comes back in the side, Wilmot goes back onto that wing, and then Sharp's out. Yeah, that was that was my fear. Maybe he's playing well enough to hold his spot over someone like a Wilmot who's been in there for the the entire season so far. Um, I don't know how long uh, Rich was out. I'm pretty sure it was a test last week. Yeah, so okay. I don't think he's too far away. And like we said, round 12 by, he's got two more rounds to make money. And it always is a bit concerning getting rookies just ahead of their buy because teams go away for a week. It's almost like this reset. If you were last in the team, you're almost like first out with a week See off. See ya. Yeah, so it's, um, I, yeah. I never feel good about it. But he will, if he's named this week, he will make some cash. So that's uh, nice. Let's quickly talk about a fellow who I reckon's, you know, going to be in a few people's uh, sites. Yes. Yeah, Bailey Smith. So I mentioned him um, off the top in Bogs and Flogs, but the CBA numbers were back. So if you could, if you said to me, "Hey, Luke, he will have that many CBAs for the rest of the year," I reckon I'd just about trade him in this week. Yeah. But the Bevo inconsistency just. It's, kills you, yeah, it's it? all over the shop. Like we said, Jack McRae, two CBAs. Um, Trelaw was injured. Um, how long is he out for? <laughs> Caleb Daniels still getting CBAs in that side as well. It's like he just flips a coin week to week, eh? Yeah, and, and the annoying thing is that they won, right? So 
I mean, maybe well, not I mean, annoying for Bailey Smith's rule, but it just reinforces that Bevo could do whatever the fuck he wants and, um, you know, whatever. They, they win the game. <laughs> no questions asked, right? But it's, it's frustrating in terms of how can we predict what he's going to do. The other thing I want to draw our attention to as well is 70% time on ground. Yep. Um, when he was playing and scoring those big scores last year, he was playing 90-plus percent time on ground. Yeah. Now, the CBAs were so high that I think... It still is a net positive. Like negated that, yeah. Yeah, it kind of negates that. And I think if he's that, look, if he's, what was it, 85% that he was? Yeah, it was up, it was up there. Yeah, so if he's an 85% midfielder, this guy has potential, he's, he could be a 110 guy. Yeah. Um, but my confidence in him doing that and being 85% is quite low. Um, he's priced at 95. So, look, he's unique. Um, would it it'd be would it be a play if you had an unfinished forward line like a, you're probably not looking at it through the lens yeah. because you, if if you had to trade him in it would be as a midfielder but if you had the unfinished forward line would would you look at it as a serious I, option I think he's probably the best <clears throat> trade in target as a forward right now yeah yeah so yes that to answer your question okay if we re- compare him to like Doherty like we talked about earlier in terms of like yeah the guy that you trade in regardless because he can match up with those mids no. I don't think I could confidently say Bailey Smith is on that level yet. Yeah. Um, what about Butters or Bailey Smith? I think Butters you have to pay a little bit extra for. But I think because of the potential upside, they're very close in price now. There's probably about, what, 30, yeah, 30K between them. Yeah. I think I'd go Bailey Smith now. Okay. In the hopes that just because I think he's got a higher ceiling. Yeah. Um, and he's more unique. Butters' role looks good, but... Butters' role looks good, and we've been pumping Butters, so chances are, if you haven't got Butters, you're just ignoring our advice on Butters at this <laughs> stage. So, um, But now I might consider taking a punt on Bailey Smith, depending yeah. on how... If, if you're ranked highly, for example, maybe you go Butters and use the safety of Safe, yeah, yeah. If you're a bit further back, Bailey Smith could be that unique ticket with a high ceiling that could jump you up the ranks. Yeah. They're close, but I'd probably give Bailey Smith a slight edge. What, what are your thoughts? Are you are you keen on the the mullet? I couldn't do it to myself this week. I don't think. Like I'm in the same situation as you, where currently uh, Butters is in my midfield. But yeah. if Butters swings down with DPP, everyone was in their preferred yeah, positions, then my my six forwards. six forwards are sort of done at this stage. Um, I say done, but it'll probably change for fifteen million yeah. times by the yeah. end of the season. But, um, so that kind of leans me away from Smith because I would be trading him in as an additional forward. Um, but if you see a couple of weeks of that, it'd be hard to ignore. Yeah, I think I think one more week. The, the tough thing as well is Trelaw being out. It's like, how long is Trelaw out and what happens when he gets back in? There's there's always that hanging over my, over my head with yeah. that kind of a situation. And the volatility just, it gives me pause still. So, uh, yeah. Uh, right, should we spend the last minute, ant- last minute, last ten minutes answering some questions? Absolutely. What have we got here? What have the Let's people got for us? Do it. First one uh, on the Twitter sphere is Parnell an option? Everyone, Parnell. everyone jumped on Ratkins after a ton of his price. I'm not sure. I don't feel like he's an option. I think r- the reason people jumped on Ratkins is because. Um, the Gold Coast game plan started to look very friendly. There was a there lot was of a chippy, shift. chippy. Yeah. Um, Parnell's also. Uh, he's like effectively a rookie. He's like think four hundred k second season four hundred k. He just scored a ton, so he, he, he hit a hundred. Let's yeah. keep in mind though, it was against St Kilda. Yeah. Okay, and they had that game well in hand by the yep. end there, so they were chipping it around a fair bit. He does come up against the Dogs at Mars Stadium. 
Um, so positive matchup, but his break-even is 34. So different to Atkins, who was in the negatives. Um, there was a little bit of that. You know, he Atkins has scored 80s in the past. Like, he's averaged 80 for a season. Yep. So there's a little bit of that history. Um I couldn't pull the trigger on a Patrick Parnell. Just a general question here, and we've kind of answered it, but I'll, I'll touch on again, is which rookie should we hold, buy, and sell, as always? Cheers for everything, lads. Appreciate that comment. Um, but what I'd be looking at is their break-even, yep. first of all. Um, have a little look at their run, maybe their next three or so. Uh, but the main thing that we keep coming back to is trade the ones that get you to the players that you want. And it's, Premiums dictate the, the rookies you trade at, yeah, at this point. So don't um, no point going to a halfway house and, and thinking, oh, I get yeah. to I get to keep Hollands and I get to keep Pedler. Like, don't worry about it. Try to get to the, yeah. the premiums. And um, even... I, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's my philosophy. Um, look, I could be wrong here. And, and this week, again, it's tough to to tell because obviously the guy I traded in scored three, but I traded out a peddler who, who went well and I've traded out a Chandler in the past and he's turned up the next week. Yep. But I think in the long run, you're going to be rewarded. Like Chandler put up that ton. He went back to back 30 and 40 point yep. scoring. So yeah, that like if they put a good score on your head and, and the people who've held him get a bit more cash, like at the end of the day, it's maybe like 20, 30, 40 K um, but if you get that premium ahead, that one week ahead of other guys... Don't judge trades I, after a week. I think that that is probably more an, an advantage, and that's just uh, my thoughts. But, yeah, it, it could be wrong, but I think most times they're not. You're, you're going to come out on top. Let me run a couple of names by you. I'm guessing I know the answer. Mitch Duncan? <laughs> so yes. cheap. Oh, Yes. Mitch Duncan, you can do. 32, mate. You've just ticked off a 32-year-old. That's yes. blasphemous coming from you. Well... At this point, he's cheap. He's got the round thirteen buy. What, okay, what scenario would you do that in then? Because you're not—I I don't think you're doing it. Just I'm tell, not doing it. Because so I'm, tell me, what scenario do you have to be in to trade in Mitch Duncan? Well, you're strapped for cash, which covers ninety percent of the competition, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're missing a defender. You're looking at your buys right now, and you're heavy on you know round fourteen, fifteen, or twelve, yeah. or something like that. And he's only had one good score. He's had it's last week. So I mean, it's like in he's had the one twenty seven. He's had the one oh nine. But just like um, last week, he's coming off like sixty, fifty, and then one hundred. I think that <sighs> looks so bad. It's Mitch. it's risky. The last two games, eighty six, one oh nine. I think but they played. Who they played last week? Uh, Richmond. There you go. There you go. Top four easiest teams to score against. Comes up against Frio Giants, West Coast. Oh, sorry, uh, Western Bulldogs. Um, I don't. A couple of decent matchups in there. I'd be sketchy as telling people to go there. Look, I'm not saying it with any confidence. <laughs> I'm just saying that if that's like your upgrade from a rookie, I don't hate it. I think it's okay. Matt Kennedy. Yeah, did Roy actually do this? Yeah, he did. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how he pulled the trigger on that, but yeah, hey, good call. <laughs> Coming scored, off two subs, eh? Scored at 95, price at 647. Um, what would that be as a price at? That'd be priced at about a 76. He did average 90, I think mid 90s the year before. Um, the, the worrying sign is Blues lost. Um, so is that maybe a remedy for them to continue to tinker around with that midfield? He's got a tough matchup against Collingwood this week, who are the hardest for teams to score against for midfielders. Break even is 88, so he's not going to absolutely shoot up in price from you as well. So I think this is a guy that you can probably wait 
on another week uh, and get more data, I don't feel super confident in a Matt Kennedy at this stage. Um, let's have a look here. Rank just inside the 1,000. Well done. Well done. Thinking Who's of, this? Thinking of going Whitfield or do you play the safe option and go for Cornelio with the high ownership percentage? Um, Whitfield versus Cornelio. So Whitfield... I think it's about 100k. Oh, it's like 100... Maybe just less than 100k difference in price. Um, let me have a look at what that is. So Whitfield price at 93, 795,000. Cornelio priced at 102,873,000. I think you're probably playing, paying fair value on both. Yeah. So I, if you're choosing between those two, I'd probably lock in the guy that's more a certainty to be top in their line and go Cogs. If I was ranked just inside. The thousand, I'd go Cogs. Yeah, I think I'd probably do yeah. that too. If it's between those two, I'd yeah. be tempted to look elsewhere as well. Like I, I'd be tempted to look at a Bailey Smith, and you know who's on the same buy as a Cogs. The GWS Someone, runs good. It is good. Um, a guy like Cogs could go one twenty the next. I just three wonder weeks. if like the the sixty k you're saving from Cogs doesn't help you the next week, and we talked about that before. Yeah, okay. In terms of continuing to make that upgrade each week. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't have a, I would still rank. Smith and Butters ahead of a Cogs. Yeah, but if you're pretty set on Cogs, I think it's it's a fine move. It's it's a it's a defensive play, um, but like I said, they've got a good run. So I'd probably go there over Whitfield just because I don't see Whitfield as a guy who's like 100 plus, which he would need to be at that price. Any scenario where you trade out Steel? Um, oh, if if he's not playing, so, so okay. okay yeah. Other than that, other than that, um, these are always I find these always very tough because. If you suspect a guy's like playing through like a niggle or yeah. something like that, I can just never it's hard for me to tell those kind of things. He had ice on his knee. It's never a good sign. The scenario that Mitchell here has put to us is uh get rid of Steele and potentially get him and Hollands and then t- um bring in Whitfield and Duncan. It feels very sidewaysy. Um it's very speculative, isn't it? So, Steele's round 12, Holland's round 15. Does that fix the buys? Who's the other guy? Whitfield, Whitfield and, and Duncan. Duncan. So, Duncan's good so for the So, you've got a 13. Uh, I would explore other options. If Steele's named, I would explore options to hold Steele and get Holland's up to one of those guys another way. Because Holland's to a Duncan, it doesn't cost that much. That'd be less than 200k. Yeah, it's not a great deal. You you could do like a Wilmot down to someone, and get Holland's up on the other end. I reckon pretty easily. Yeah, rather even than, if you've got no cash. So yeah, I think I probably fair. I think because then you then you've got Duncan and Steele on your ground versus Duncan and Whitfield. Yeah, like I still think unless there's a lot of news coming out this week that he's like playing through something really sore, I probably would try to hold Steele if he's named. Uh, this question here is Setterfield a hold? I'll answer that. Yes, he is a hold. Yeah, if baby. You, if you've got him, stay with him because Darcy Parrish. Great hold. Good good hold, my man. Darcy Parrish has done his calf and apparently Merritt can't get a CBA. So, <laughs> so, so Setterfield's a great hold. Set a goat. Hold. Set a goat. Do I keep Mills? I think this uh, I think this comment's just to make you cry, mate. Yeah. The calf's at least two weeks, isn't it? Oh, fuck. You don't, you don't um, rush. If you're Sydney, you're not rushing back a soft tissue. Nah. I wouldn't have thought anyway. Nah. Okay, now he's going to be so cheap. This is an interesting What's question. What's his break even? Actually, I want to. His break even is one forty seven. He's already at seven hundred thirty nine k. That's he's going to go into the six hundreds when he's back, and we are all going to be jumping on him. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, no, you trade him. Um, 
This is an interesting one. Is Sinclair a top six defender? I think my answer is no now. Well, who is your top six defender? Let's just run through them. Like, oh, we're going to do a roll and yeah, six just, defenders. Yeah, just, just off the top of your head here. Right so, on. Well, let's, let's go together. So, Dacos. Yep. Dawson. Dawson. Doc. Dacos, Dawson, Doc, the Ds. Okay. Um, triple Ds. Triple Ds. Oops. Um, then, who else? So they're, they're locked in there. Would you say, let's, let's assume Jaden Short gets defender status. Okay. Then you're putting Shorty in there. Do, do you reckon he's in there? Uh, he's playing mid, maybe not. Yeah, fuck. But then he played mid and played well on the weekend. Yeah, but Cic- Richmond played well and that might not keep yeah. up. Does Sicily get in there? I think I'd rather Sinclair than Sicily. Uh, they're pretty what, close to what's me. What's Sinclair averaging at the moment? It doesn't... Maybe it's just been so underwhelming since last year. I think I think he'll just be thereabouts. I think you've got Tom Stewart, Sinclair, um, Sick Dog. What about Hayden Will, Young, bro? Will Day, Hayden Young. <laughs> I think all those kind of guys are going to be... What about in, Z-Bull? In the mix. He's oh, easily well, yeah, in there true, on average. True. And then Sheasel. Sheasel. I'm there on my forward line right now, so I'm not yeah. considering them. But um, I mean, he's, he's again, on the though, I think I think they're all like mid to high nineties at best. Yeah, okay. I think there's a big clump of them there. So, so you could almost have any of them and be competitive in terms of like yeah. that top six. I think I think if you want to go them, the, the thing that gives me confidence <laughs> about Sinclair is that he's gone like mid hundreds before. Yeah, I don't know if I see that this season though because of um the, the rise of um. Wangani Milera as well, yeah. who's also sharing a bit of that distributor role. Yeah. So I don't... He was like 103 or something last year. I think he's more like 95, 96 this year. Yeah. Which again is in that mix. So, um, yeah. A couple of quick it. fire ones. Zeret or Jelly? I'm going to go... I'm going to go Merit. Just both, because of the both, run. Both got a good run. Both got a good run. I think most people also will be be heavier on round fifteen buy players. Yeah. I think the majority of teams would benefit from a round fourteen buy player than a round fifteen. Merit's slightly cheaper, about Merit's 10, slightly 20, cheaper, 20K. better run, probably a better buy as well. Yeah, I'll go Merit. Uh, what do you think about Hunt to Doherty? That was one thing I did well. My trade outs yeah. were all right. This trades week, have been so good. Hunt, uh, yeah. Hunt out was not Hunt a bad out. one. So yes, Hunt Doherty tick 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 massive tick. tick that off. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, That's a flex. That's not a question. <laughs> Now that I like this one. Now that Kennedy's fucked Chera, <laughs> do, do we just ride the pain till the buy or try to get off before? I mean, uh, Chera, you got you got hurt this week, but you've had hopefully for oh, this hopefully, person hopefully they've you had trade him in this week three 130s or whatever it was. So uh, yeah, you got to hold that. You run into the buy, I yeah. think. Uh, although he has a couple of tough matchups, but yeah, you hold him to the buy. Hope he doesn't lose too much cash. Okay. And then if he's still stinking up, you trade him off around fifteen. Couple more questions, and then we'll go hang out with our partners. Um, is Gould the must? Oh, what's he priced at now? He's gone 900, isn't he? No, 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 no. He's still in the eights. No, 907. Oh, jeepers, creepers. Jeepers. Uh, at this price, no, he's not a must. Price at 106. I don't actually think he's going to be able to keep that up for the Those... rest of the season. Did he have CBAs with Mills out? Uh, let me double check. I this. think he did have CBAs. I think he had maybe 10, something like that. 10, 13, something. Yes, yeah, so 15. So 15. he's up there. Um. Look, it sucks. He's got to keep getting more expensive. Imagine watching those last two weeks. Oh, that's rough. That's the Calvinator, I think. Yeah, Calvin. Yeah. And guess who he's got this week? North. Ooh. Ooh, At Marvel. Um, It's a lot to pay for him, though. 106 for a guy. Well, if two weeks ago... You wouldn't have paid that. You know what I mean? Like, two weeks ago, you'd be like, ooh, is he he even a mid-90s guy? He's cheaper than Cogs. He's cheaper than... Is he cheaper than Cox? Yep, Cox is cheaper than him. Sorry, 
Oh, sorry, Col- yeah. Cogs is yeah. cheaper than Errol. Yeah. Um, you know, Bailey Smith, cheaper. Yeah. Like, I, I think at this point, you're better off letting him go and going for a different forward. Would be my opinion. It, it, as tough as it has been to watch this last couple of weeks if you don't have him. All right, three more questions for you. So, right. um, I'll try and answer this one. If Are we getting Oliver or Merritt for Mills? My thing would still be Merritt because of the potential value there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you... Oliver's go, price at one seventeen. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Oliver and you just closer to- lock it away, I'm not going to like vehemently talk you out of that. But I think there's more value for merit potentially with that run. Oliver has Port Adelaide this week. Last year, he put up a 65, I think, from memory. I think he actually has a reasonably tough three week run. Okay, yeah, because he's so. he's come off the back of a good run. Yeah, ch- check that um, out for us. But I'm pretty sure it's a little bit tougher for Melbourne in the next little bit. Have so a look at Melbourne's run. You keep going. That's the next question. I'll bring uh, up this run. This one, I actually don't mind. Dawson, cheeky one for the Brownlow. I think he could be. Hey, that's um for me, that's been one of the moves of the season from an AFL perspective is Adelaide getting him in the midfield. Yeah, so He looks like a gun. He he does look like a gun, and uh, it's a pleasure to have him in the team. So uh, Oliver goes poor Adelaide, Frio, Carlton, Collingwood into his bye. Coming out of his bye, then has Geelong as well. It's not a good so run. Three out of those next five teams are quite tough, and... Carlton and Frio are sort of middle of the pack, so nothing super easy in there either. So he might be a guy that we target after the buys. Beautiful. As painful I think, as that is. I think we've addressed most of the questions, hopefully. Guys, if we haven't, hit us up on, on Twitter or in the YouTube comment section. We'll try to yes. get around to a few as well. And we haven't for a couple of episodes, but we'll shout out... Um, Shout out the Content Creators Cup as well. You're going really well, I think. You're up in yeah, third. Yeah, unfortunately, the Mills injury led to a loss this week. So, um, held my... I think I held my spot, though, still at three. Where is this bloody Content Creators Cup? <laughs> um, so, fourth right now. Uh, Destroy Roy took over me uh, in the standings and I think also in the overall ladder. But one little blip. Hopefully, we can come back from yeah, this. So. Yeah, hopefully. I'm... Um, Sort of trending in the right direction, although actually no, I'm not. I'm I'm going back. I'm back to fucking second last. But uh, the Mills, I think the Mills injury was the difference between a win and a loss for me, unfortunately, this week. But um, can the- I also just give a shout out real quick? Yeah, the Ball Boys. We haven't spoken about this this league much, but the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy um, uh, Open Classic League now has the number one ranked player. In Does it league. actually? Yeah, the fuck yeah! Flea baggers, Jonathan F. <laughs> Shout out to you, mate. He is he is number one ranked overall. You know we what? We also he... have number five and number eleven in our league as well. So. Those guys listen to the podcast, so they know what not to do. I'm <laughs> well, certain of it. I'm hopefully. I mean, let me just check. I'm uh, certain Flea they listen. Team, but hopefully he didn't trade in Mills. No, he didn't. He has the Brayshaw. They listen to us Muppets, and they go, "Okay, I know exactly okay, what not to do." Don't here. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but shout out to you, boys. So that's uh, Jonathan, Josh. And Bailey, who are all sort of right in the mix there yeah. for that car. So good on you, fellas. We're cheering on you, boys. Hopefully, you can uh, do the ball boys proud. So yeah, yeah, well shout done out to those fellas. And uh, we do also have a few other guys in that hat chase as well. So nice. Uh, yeah. Just quickly before we go, Mitch, Mitch, buddy, cut me off. But the reason Sorry. that we um, were talking about the Content Creators Cup is because um, Guesty is obviously sponsoring that and uh, the winner gets to donate a considerable amount of money to yep. charity. And that's all um, that's all through Guesty's company, Infinite Wealth, over yep. in WA there. So if you want to jump online, just type in Infinite Wealth. You can get all the information yep. about that, um, some financial advice and whatnot. It's, I think um, he's also, yeah, he's giving away a... Um 
like a module thing that you can go do to help you with your, your don't, finances. Don't try and bloody bloody. I'm trying spruik. to chip in and help. Don't try and spruik it again, mate. You fucked it up last time. Let's just let Guesty talk about it. Go at his bloody website. It's got free you. shit for you guys to have. So <laughs> go, and, go and get that free shit. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very I've much. I've got to do mine soon, actually. Uh, that's a good reminder. But thank again, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, make sure if you are watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. We've got to get those thumbs up. I know uh, a couple of thumbs ups have been down recently with the... The one that I did by myself, it was considerably... Oh, did you get a thumb down for Well, that? no, well, considerably fewer thumbs up. So <laughs> now that we've got Rojo back and the uh, the dad jokes are back... Let's... I thought you got your first thumbs down, mate. Was... <laughs> but, oh, we get thumbs down all the time. But, oh, do we? But Fuck. give us some thumbs up and uh, make on? sure you guys are subscribed. If you haven't already um, as well, go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review if you are enjoying the in-season content as well. And we'll catch you guys on Friday for the live show. And until then, good luck with all your trade plans. Laters! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.